Do you travel for a living and struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle like I do? Or maybe you just struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle in general. This is the Road to Health Podcast and I am Tamar, your host for this adventure. I travel for business often, which presents some challenges in terms of achieving and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Join me on my perfectly imperfect journey as I implement the strategies I've learned from the coaches I work with and interview on my show to lose 40 pounds by June 1st, 2020. I don't always manage to resist the temptations that come from traveling for business, but by working on a few key areas of my mental and physical health, I'm managing to get healthier as I go. No one needs to take this journey alone. So if you struggle to make healthy choices on the road like I do, join me for this ride on the road to health. Well-traveled, well-lived. Hey everyone, Tamar here from the Road to Health podcast. How are you all doing today? Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners because without you guys, I would have no show or at least I'd have no one listening to my show. So uh, big shout out to you guys today. I hope that wherever you are, you are enjoying your day and you're keeping safe. You know, um, one of the things that I've been focusing on the last few weeks has been manifestation. I have been manifesting the life that I want to live um, I've done that off and on throughout my life, but uh, never really put 100% focus into it like I do now. And I think because I used to have this feeling that my story didn't matter, uh, my life didn't matter, it wasn't really different from anybody else, and I would always downplay everything that I've been through. And not to say that anything's you know super, super bad compared to what a lot of people have to uh, deal with in life. But I just, I never felt like anything I did was important. And, you know, I always, especially when I was drinking, I always had all these big dreams. And I was one of those people that said, you know, I was going to make a million dollars and I was going to be famous. And it was all about that image. And it's amazing, actually, how when you start to really work on yourself, um, how things change. And now for me, it's about you know, how many people can I reach out to? How many people can I inspire through my show by either sharing my story, being open and honest with what I've been through, or by having guests on the show that can share things with you that hopefully, you know, sit in your heart and make you think that uh, things are possible and it is um, totally possible to change your life. Today's show is no different I had the privilege of interviewing my friend Laura Powers. She is the host of the Healing Powers podcast, which is a top-ranked podcast. So you got to make sure you go check that out. She's also a celebrity psychic, an author, an actress, and an entrepreneur. And I really enjoyed our conversation. Manifesting is something that I've been really working on and, you know, more now to create abundance in my life and really stay focused on the direction that I'm heading. And, you know, we talked about her book, Angels and Manifesting, which I am currently reading. I'm about halfway through. It's a great book. It gets into her story. And it talks about the things that she's personally manifested, which we will get into in this podcast. 
um, that have really helped her get to where she is today. So she has an incredible story. She travels a ton, so she was able to give us some amazing tips and tricks on how to stay healthy on the road. So once we get back to traveling, that will come in super handy. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed interviewing Laura. So check it out. Hey, Laura, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. So you are the host of the podcast, Healing Powers Podcast. (laughs) Um, You are a psychic, you are an author, you are an entrepreneur, an actress. Um, Why don't you tell us about yourself and when did you know that you had all these gifts? Sure. So ever since I was little, I was very much like the kid in the sixth sense, uh, which means I, I saw ghosts and I didn't even always know they were ghosts. A lot of times they looked very solid to me. Not always, but there were times when I would think, oh my gosh, there's there's a man in our house or whatever. And then he'd like walk through a door and I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 he's not a live person. Okay. So, you know, it, it was confusing for me. I, I didn't have teachers in my life at the time. I hadn't seen the movie The Sixth Sense yet because it hadn't come out yet. So I didn't even have like a context. <laughs> For a lot of these things and I really thought I was probably crazy because other people didn't see or sense what I did and I just kept it to myself because that just seemed like the safest thing to do um, when you're concerned about mental health issues. <laughs> so I thought, yes. Let's just not bring this up right now. Um, so I just did my best to ignore it but you know as I got older into adolescence and onwards it just got stronger and stronger and it became hard for me to ignore and deny it. I had things that probably people would describe as night terrors, but I now realize was basically me seeing things in the spiritual realm, you know, basically in, you know, in my kind of in-between sleep and dream state. And I tried to block it out, um, but it was really strong. And then a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen, but never told anyone about. This happened when I was in college. And that was a, a real changing moment for me because I realized at that moment that I wasn't crazy because I'd never told him about this ghost. He described the ghost in detail to me. And at that point, it was a big shift, but I was still pretty scared. So I was like, okay, this is real. That's both like comforting and terrifying at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And I did the only thing I knew how to do at that time, which was to try to block it out. I just, I didn't have teachers. The internet was in a different phase. It's so easy to find community and information and resources now on like anything, but it wasn't that way yet then. And so I, you know, fast forward many years, I'm basically living my life very logically, analytically, very shut down from my intuitive side, from my psychic abilities. And I ended up in a really bad place. I was in a bad marriage. Um, I was physically sick and all this kind of culminated right when the recession started. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I lost my work. I had a contract position at University of Washington and I've been working in government and politics and nonprofits and like all those sectors were just terrible. You know, I mean, most sectors were, but especially there. And so I just had to do a real, you know, evaluation of my life. And I went to a psychic to try to get some guidance on what to do and she basically explained to me that when I shut out my abilities I shut out my intuition which oh, made wow. sense and so I then set about uh, you know setting the intention to open my psychic abilities back up and you know get training uh, really I at that point was not thinking about this as work at all like I was just like I just want to have my life back and you know be healthy and not miserable right <laughs> and through the process of the training you know you I would do practice readings for people and people started to say wow you're really good at this and so it just kind of developed um, organically and 
eventually I just started to do it for work. And so, you know, fast forward many years and here I am, and this is my main profession. I still do, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I still do a lot of uh, creative work, you know, work film and television. Uh, but yeah, it, this kind of psychic piece, I think is such a core part of what I do and who I am that it, it kind of infiltrates like everything that I do in one way or the other. So whether it's channeling a song that I write and sing or, you know, using it for improv or literally doing a reading for a person or in my books, like my, I write very quickly because my books are channeled. <laughs> oh, I, I'm still trying to get the concept of my book. So. <laughs> Well, you know what, as a writer, uh, author, my, my suggestion would be for you to just pick something and just write. And, you know, I think too often writers are perfectionists and they wait to try to get something out until it's perfect. It's like, no, just do that and then write something else. You know, we all have multiple books in us. And I think we learn by doing it. A lot of times we don't even really know what we're doing until we do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm learning that, especially over the last six months. I, um, you know, it's funny because Probably, I think this happened when I was in my late 20s. And before that, I never really believed in ghosts. And I would think, ah, oh, this is all crazy. But I actually was staying um, over at a friend's place for the weekend. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw this old lady standing at the end of the bed. And I could picture like she was wearing this flowery muumuu. I could envision the colors, like everything. And then I kind of sat up and she was gone. And so I just kind of went to bed and thought, okay, I'm just dreaming. But the next morning, my girlfriend came in and said, wow, the weirdest thing happened last night. My, I saw my grandma sitting in the house and she was oh. in my room. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, what was she wearing? And everything down to the detail that I had seen, she actually saw. And oh, yeah. I was like, this is crazy. And ever since then, of course, um, my, my uncle's a medium and I just yeah it's hard to deny that stuff like that is actually real oh yeah yeah once you have that kind of experience you can't deny it because then you know i think we tend to just kind of ignore things that we get psychically because it just seems like out of left field and it's weird and then when you get confirmation like you did um from your friend then or for me with my family friend that saw the ghosts that i had as well then it's like oh okay and that's one of the reasons i'm such a fan of psychic training because as a rule, that's what everyone does, whatever they're getting intuitively, psychically, people just tend to dismiss it. But then when you're taking a class and you know, you're comparing notes and everyone's getting similar things, it's very affirming. And, and you know, I feel like our intuition, our psychic abilities are our internal navigation system. And mm -hmm. so it's really important if we're not tapping into that, basically it just means we're kind of driving blind. <laughs> I don't think anyone would literally get in a car and be like, okay, here we go. You know, Especially not you where you are. <laughs> Yeah, right. But I think, yeah, in the mountains, exactly. But I think that's kind of what people are doing in their life because they haven't learned to access that inner vision or wisdom and direction. And so they're, you basically, you crash into things and you make a lot of mistakes instead of being like, oh, I see that. Let me avoid that. Whatever right. <laughs> that is in your life. Yeah. And I, I can say from experience because that is exactly what I did when I shut down my intuition. You know, I, I married a man that provided like one of the biggest learning experiences I ever have. I, you know, was not um, eating properly for myself. I got physically sick. You know, I was in a, a career path and a job that was not aligned for me. Like all of these things, like everything was basically wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it was a learning experience. So I don't regret it. But you know, if we could tap in and figure out what is aligned, you know, more quickly, it saves us a lot of pain and suffering. Yeah. And 
I, I agree. And I think a lot of people I know, you know, I've sp spoken to people in the past too, where they've had these intuitions, but because of their actual beliefs, they've stopped themselves from taking action and actually going Absolutely. with that intuition. And that's sad. Um, I'm reading your book, Angels and Manifestation. I'm about halfway through because I get, I'm like a squirrel. Um, but I love the manifestation part because I'm spending a lot of time working on my mindset and working on manifesting what I want in my life. And I believe that is really helping me, especially right now, develop a more positive mindset and keep that feeling of just excitement in my life. Um, you talk a lot, obviously, about manifestation in that book, but how has manifestation helped you in your life to make certain decisions? Oh my gosh, like in every way. <laughs> I mean, and I do, I want to share that manifesting is like a muscle. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. And I think what happens to a lot of people is, you know, the, you know, like to give an analogy, they, they go to the gym once and expect to be able to, you know, bench press like 500 pounds immediately <laughs> or something. It's like, you wouldn't expect that in a physical. So it's the same thing um, energetically in terms of manifesting, like start working at it you know, develop trust, build your ability in that way. And then you can manifest incredible things. Like the life that I live now is, you know, honestly just so crazy compared to what I thought, you know, I could create. And like relatively quickly, I have shifted things very quickly using these abilities uh, and and assistance from my guides. And, and when I started practicing and like just working on the manifesting piece, I, I had a learning curve just like anything. And I realized that it's so powerful to ask our angels for help. So a lot of people like kind of like do so it's like, okay, there's a spiritual aspect and then they're like, let's manifest like the secret. And I think, I think the secret is powerful, but honestly, when you bring in your divine helpers, it's just like maximizing it so much more. So that's why I wrote that book. Cause I wanted people to understand like, look, it's mindset, it's everything, but it's also like we have divine support and help. And when we call that in, it's so much stronger. And so when did you actually start talking to angels? When did that come into your life? Let's see. So I had, so this whole, you know, kind of starting opening uh, due to my sort of spiritual crisis and life crisis started in like, oh, nine. And, and then pretty quickly after, uh, you know, I saw that psychic and I learned actually about angels and to call them in. I just had never known to do that. And, and then immediately I had this incredible angelic visitation experience. So yeah, I guess it's been about uh, 11 years now, which is pretty amazing. But very quickly I had transformative things happen, you know, and I learned to start paying attention to guidance. By the way, a lot of times we get guidance and it doesn't really make sense. And it maybe it's like, well, I don't really want to do that. Uh, I, for a long time, for about two years now, I've been selling a lot of clients start an online portion of your business, you know, do a podcast or something. And because people are busy, I think they're just like, no, no, no. And now all these physical businesses are shut down. And I'm like, this is why. <laughs> Remember you when know? we talked about that a while yeah, ago. <laughs> exactly. Um, so sometimes it doesn't make sense, you know, cause we, but we don't have the whole picture. And so it's important to remember that. So like when I very first started, I got the message to go to Europe and I was like, I'm unemployed. Like, I was like, how am I supposed to do this Europe thing, you know? Um, and I, I, I had decided to teach English and get training to teach English. And so I decided to do it in Spain. And then I just, again, felt like I was going to travel in Europe. I'm like, I have no idea how am I going to travel in Europe. I have no money. I'm unemployed. And, but I just took a leap of faith because I got the message. And I, I went to Spain with like, I think it was $500 for a month, which included, that was for housing, food, everything. Like, that's like 
not really possible. <laughs> wow. Uh, but I just was like, okay, I'm, this is what I'm getting. And while I was there, I had a lump sum of money that just like came into my life totally out of the blue. So, but if I hadn't, if I hadn't like done what I was guided to and go what I was guided to, then, then things would have, you know, played out the way that the guys were wanting it for me in the best way. So I've had many times, you know, since then with things like that, where I just am guided to do something that just like, I'm like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how could this happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or how am I going to do this? Like I'm guided to do something like, I don't even get how I can make this happen. But then when I learn to trust and step into it, uh, you know, it's amazing what kind of miraculous things will occur. Yeah, and it's amazing the feeling and I'm experiencing that now where you're like, okay, I know what I have to do. I'm going to do it. It's so uncomfortable. It's so scary right now. But when you continually do things like that and trust that this is the right thing to do, that feeling, if I think if you can hold on to that feeling of after like that, wow, this yeah. is incredible. It makes it easier to get uncomfortable and to do those things that we're so fearful of doing. Absolutely. Like I, I can do it so much more easily now because I've developed this trust in my guides and in myself and the process. But it, the first ones are the hardest. Like some of the first decisions I made where I was like, what the, what's going on guys? <laughs> like, okay, I'm doing this, but I'm terrified, like out of my mind. Um, but yeah, it does, it does get easier and easier. So just, just for people to know that when you're going out on that limb and following that guidance, it's okay to feel scared. Like that, you know, just ask your angels to help you move through it and take it away. Uh, but it's totally normal reaction. Yeah, I've been, I mean, terrified the last probably two months, but then the day after it's like, oh, that was good actually. That felt really good after I went through it and just, you know, uh, didn't hold back. Um, there's a part in the book and I, I don't want to give the book away, obviously, because I think everybody should read it, but um, where you actually use this to, um, you know, talking to the angels to get rid of a sugar addiction, because I have such a bad sugar addiction and you've done it with many other things in your life, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I think we can do this with, you know, addictions, with, you know, all kinds of, of things. Um, I talked in there about how I manifested like a really incredible workspace, <laughs> you know, that just, <laughs> you know, there's, so whether it's a physical thing, whether it's health, whether it's, uh, you know, a goal that you have, a dream, a vision, a relationship, like there's, as long as it's loving, meaning it's not designed to hurt someone, the angels can help you with that. Mm -hmm. So you travel a ton, obviously not right now, but you consider yourself a nomad. So you don't stay anywhere for long periods of time, or do you have like a home base to come back to? You know, what I would say is I used to be a little bit more of a digital nomad. And now what I say is more that I'm just a full-time traveler because what I, what I've created now is I have like little bases in different places. And so I do go to new places that I haven't been before, but like, okay, so I'll, you know, I have a home base that's, you know, where I, where I consider where I live, even though I'm not here very much in, Col <laughs> in Colorado. Yeah. So I'm here, you know, I have a couple of clients and friends um, that I will regularly go to in Los Angeles, you know, a client's guest house where I can just stay when I'm in town. So it's not mine, but like I go there regularly, you know, can connect um, with people there. Uh, you know, my boyfriend's in London, so I have, you know, go there, obviously, frequently. <laughs> and that there's just several places, you know, um, another client's place in Maui that I can go to. Uh, you know, so I have these places that I go frequently. So I'm not, I would say I'm not anymore a fully kind of digital nomad because there is some kind of regularity and a familiarity with most of the places that I'm going to. But I will, of course, go to new places I haven't been and really enjoy it when I do that as well. Right. And is it, do you, I know I've 
because uh, I'm just adjusting to traveling as much as I am. Is it difficult for you to be traveling that much or is it just something you've adjusted to now? I think it's something I've adjusted to and it's also something that I choose. I mean, I make my own schedule. I, I, you know, my business is online. So I could literally, I could just be here in Colorado where we're recording now during this kind of shutdown, or I could be wherever I decide, but I love to travel. And one of the things I find is it's like, you know, I go to these places and it's like, oh, now I'm seeing my, my LA friends and my clients. Okay. Now I'm seeing my Denver friends and my clients. Oh, now I'm seeing my London, you know? So each place it's like, I have a group and I'm connecting and and honestly sometimes I think I see people more often than if I lived here like when I lived in Colorado I might not see my mom for like six months I'm not even <laughs> kidding you <laughs> but yeah. there's some kind of psychological thing that when you're just oh you're only there for a little period of time actually I think people make more of an effort and you actually end up conducting more in some cases than you would if you were there regularly and for or a long time yeah, that's a really good point. Because um, I find when I'm home, I really have to make that effort because I have to get everything done in the short time that I'm actually here. So um, my niche, clearly not right now, <laughs> but my niche is you know trying to inspire people who travel for a living to stay healthy. Um, yeah. What are some of the ways that you manage to stay healthy, not only physically, but mentally when you travel so much? Sure. So I, I'm, I will say too, I'm a very sensitive in terms of my body. Like I have to be careful what I eat. I can easily get sick from toxins and things. So I'm very careful with what I eat, which is, I think sometimes the, the most challenging thing mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're traveling. Um, one of the biggest health things I'd say for, for anyone, but especially people traveling is just be really careful with the water that you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend drinking spring water. Um, Reverse osmosis, if you can't drink spring water, I think is the second best option, but there's still maybe some, you know, toxins and chemicals in there that aren't completely taken out compared to spring water. I don't recommend drinking from the plains, so whether that's tea or coffee or whatever, you know, if it's the bottled water, great, but because there's, you know, they don't um, filter that water, you just don't know what's in there. I've seen studies where they found like parasite eggs and, you know, who knows what in that water. So sorry, but don't recommend having the coffee on the plane. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times when people get, you know, they get sick and they think it's, um, you know, from traveling and it's actually from water um, that they're drinking. So that's the number one thing. And then I would say plan ahead, just do whatever you can to bring healthy snacks with you. So whether that's you know, almonds or, you know, cut up vegetables or, you know, I, I do eat actually quite a bit of meat because that's what I find is how I do best. So I get these, you know, little meat bars that I bring with me. Um, so just whatever that is for you, just bring some and have them on hand. And, uh, and then also the importance of sleep, just making sure you're, you're sleeping as much as you can. I know that can be hard with sleeping schedules, but again, I feel like you train yourself. Like I, I can sleep almost anywhere, anytime now, (laughs) (laughs) but an eye mask, like I have an eye mask that blocks out all the light. I think that's key. Um, earplugs, you know, do all the things that you can to help you so that you can find that normal, um, wherever you are. Yeah, I was going to say, I I really focus on sleep when I travel, especially now, because I know that if I don't, the next day I'm going to make some really terrible decisions in terms right. of food. Um, and I bring, you know, usually beef jerky with me as well or little snacks. But how do you, because I mean, you're traveling, I'm traveling the West Coast mostly, and then every once in a while the East Coast. How do you deal with jet lag? Yeah, so, and just to give people a sense of how much I travel, I'm typically in between four to eight cities in a month. 
And that includes the United States as well as typically Europe. I go back and forth between Europe and the United States a lot. So East Coast, West Coast, you know, middle of the country, all of Europe. So I just think I, I sleep whenever I can. I honor that. Um, you know, I do think if you kind of learn your body's rhythms, you can learn to follow them. Uh, and then the other piece is just making sure that you're providing yourself with the right opportunities for sleep when you have them and have the eye mask and things like that. And then also, I think we have trouble sleeping when we're actually just not very healthy, period. So a lot of yeah. times people think it's like a, a sleep problem, but it's actually kind of an indicator that there's other things going on. So whether it's a hormone balance issue or maybe you have parasites, but if you have parasites, you're going to have a hard time sleeping. And I feel like almost everyone has parasites they don't know about. I went on a parasite cleanse about two years ago and like, dear Lord, like I had no idea. And I always thought of myself as a pretty healthy person. I had this health podcast that I've been doing for years and I had no idea. And so I think that's probably the case for a lot of people. If you have trouble sleeping period, um, you know, then you likely have a lot of parasites. And how do you deal with that? Because <laughs> I, you know what, I just, I'm like, oh, maybe that's why sometimes I don't sleep well. Oh yeah, they because you know that what happens is the parasites they they release chemicals and toxins in your body and they get antsy at night and so then you feel that. So uh, there's a, a company I recommend. I had tried some different parasite protocols and hadn't really had success. And then you know what I love about hosting my podcast is like whatever I need to get sent to me in my podcast. So I got sent this parasite expert and and did the interview and then he's like, well, you know, I'll send you some, um, some supplements to try. And I tried them and I was like, oh my God, like these are heaven sent. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. So if people want to try them, um, I set up a, a easy URL. It's tinyurl.com slash clear parasites. And you can get like most of what you need, depending on what's going on with you. And they have something called the full moon kit, which has the supplement that kills the eggs, the supplement that kills the parasites, as well as like a detox supplement, because these parasites, like when they die, they flush out all the toxins that are in their body. And so you, you really don't want to do a parasite protocol without taking some kind of binder that's going to absorb those toxins, or you're just going to keep them in your body and they'll, they'll get reabsorbed into places like your brain or your liver, or, you know, wherever. Not good. Um, so the full moon protocol is what I really recommend. And again, that's tinyurl.com slash clear parasites. But that was life changing for me. And I had been in a place where I was already doing a lot of traveling, not quite at the level that I'm doing now, but I just felt like, oh gosh, I should just have more energy. You know, I wasn't sleeping great. And, and then I started these parasites and like, I just couldn't believe how bad it was and that this had not come up somehow with any, you know, whether either a regular doctor or any of the alternative practitioners that I've been going to. But then what I've just come to realize is I think this is so prevalent in society and almost nobody knows. And unfortunately, let's say you're to get a stool sample test, a lot of times they're not coming out, they're in your body, so they're not gonna be in your stool unless you're taking something to kill them. So people will often get stool tests and they'll get a false negative because they actually really do have them and they just don't know. Oh, I had no idea. And, you know, I, I focus on sleep. I try to get at least eight hours, seven to eight hours a night, no matter what. But I, I wear an aura ring and I only actually get in between 15 minutes and maybe 40 minutes of deep sleep per night. Right. And th this is so important because whether you're traveling or whether you're at home, your sleep and especially your deep sleep is when two things are happening that are extremely important. So the one is, this is from my perspective as psychic, this is like so important. This is when you're connecting in with your guidance, right? This is when you're connecting with the other side, your higher self. 
basically kind of reassessing your plan. Um, and so that's really important on a spiritual level. And then on a physical level, that's the time that your body is healing and regenerating itself. So if you're not doing that, that's when you age faster, you get sick, you get, you know, immune disorders, you know, cancer, because your body is not sort of clearing out everything and healing the way that it's supposed to. And so on the spiritual side, because I consider myself a spiritual person, how would, how would I be able to, I, I don't know if manifest that is the right word, but how would I be able to work on that spirituality and sleep? Yeah, so resolving anything that's keeping you from doing that on a physical level. So I, for me, I think I, I, like, I really feel like everyone has some kind of parasite because, you know, to be alive is to have parasites. But this is just not something for whatever reason that's really addressed in medicine. And I believe a lot of people that have cancer that have immune disorders also have parasites um, because, again, your immune system is so suppressed because you're basically spending so much time and energy fighting them. And also they, they steal your nutrients. Right. So they're taking your vitamins, your minerals, you know, I mean, not everything. They're just like, yum, 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 gobbling it up, you know, <laughs> for you. <laughs> you don't need that. I'll have that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's really, really key. Um, the other thing is just, you know, aside from the parasites is nutrition, making sure that you're, you're getting what you need. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, are just kind of eating the standard American diet, which is very, um, nutrient poor and unless you're really being careful about making sure you're getting what you need you're probably you know deficient in you know vitamin c zinc uh, amino acids if you're a vegetarian or vegan it's really important that you check in on amino acids because there are some amino acids that it's almost impossible to get unless it's through um, an animal source but it is possible to get them through the amino acids but you have to like you do have to get them. And yeah. if you don't, you'll get lethargy, depression, maybe struggle with anger. Um, so those are a couple of things. And then the other piece is just, you know, meditating, spending time to go within, connect uh, with your spirit guides. And meditating can happen in different ways for different people. So most people think of, you know, sitting in one place and listening to music or just being silent. But there's also moving meditations. If you have a hard time, being still, you know, you can go for a swim, go for a walk um, without stimulation, you know, without listening to music or something and just see what comes in. But it's important to have that because when we don't do that, then we end up very cut off from ourselves and the guidance that's there to help us. Okay, good. And I do meditate. I love my meditation. It's right when I wake up in the morning, I do it. And I try Yay. to take a break during the day, especially that I'm working from home now because I am going a little bit stir crazy because I like that social aspect of traveling. Although I'm looking at all this as an opportunity, it's a chance for me to manifest during the day and take a break and step away from sitting at my desk all day. Yeah. So I just find that the, the meditation is really helping me right now. Um, I absolutely love your energy because you always, every time I've heard you or, you know, seen you speak, you're, you're so positive. How are you staying positive right now with everything going on? I know we talked about <laughs> it briefly before we started recording, but yes. you know, I feel positive as well, but I just, I love your energy. Thank you. So first of all, I want to say, I think it's very uh, understandable to feel down, to feel sad, to feel tired right now, because there's so much kind of processing happening, kind of, you know, emotional trauma, moving through fear. So if you, if you feel that way, or if you feel very up and down, like I certainly have moments where I feel the sort of collective heaviness. I'm an empath. I mean, I have to constantly like clear that out, you know, other people's responses to everything that's happening. So I, as a, you know, individual actually feel very positive and hopeful about what's going on. But I also you know, recognize and I'm aware of that this is not 
feeling the same mm-hmm. <laughs> for everyone. And I, and I have to acknowledge that I, I'm not trying to minimize that, but I do feel like, you know, everything that happens, there is a silver lining. There's a deeper spiritual purpose. So rather than feeling like a victim or like what's being taken away from me, I think it's really great to check in. Like, what does this have to teach me? What am I being asked to do or see or shift? And I think one thing that has helped me, although I wouldn't have thought of it at the time when I was going through it was the, everything, this kind of correction that happened for me during the recession. So at the same time as the economy was tanking, you know, my livelihood was shifting. uh, My focus was shifting. I was opening spiritually. I was dealing with my health crisis and it all seemed horrible at the time, (laughs) you know, in the sense of like, God, it felt like the rug was being pulled out from under me. I, you know, didn't know how I was going to make money. I was going to eat what I was going to do. You know, all these things seemed terrifying, but in retrospect, everything that was taken away from me was something that needed to be taken away for my higher, higher good, my path, myself. And once I got through the panic and the fear and anxiety, I was able to recognize that. So I feel like if you're in that fear, panic, anxiety, just spend more time meditating, you know, going within asking, what am I being called on to do, release, be, et cetera. And that can really help you with that. And just know that one of the things I've gotten psychically about this coronavirus situation in terms of like why it's happening is that for most people, of course, you know, this is different per person. We all have different karma, you know, different lessons, you know, different things. But for most people that are incarnated right now, what the coronavirus is doing is actually helping us clear fear. And, you know, we're living in a time where there's a lot of fear, actually. And yet we're one of the safest times to be alive in human history. You know, there's a book called Abundance, The Future is Better Than You Think. I recommend reading that if you're feeling like, oh, everything's terrible. Just when you look at statistics, like we live longer, we're healthier, you know, like it's just more educated. Um, So there's a lot of reasons to have faith and hope, but still we're, we're living in a time when people are in a lot of fear. And what I was shown, I was tuning in with a client. I do psychic training and we're doing a psychic training. And she asked me like, what is this about? And so we both kind of tuned in and looked at this. And I saw that this is clearing a lot of fear, very much like, you know, when you cathartically walk through the fire. I I don't know if you've ever done that, but I've done a fire walk where you walk through the fire. No, I haven't. (laughs) And it is like, even when you're trying not to, it's like, it's, it's scary. You're like, you could really get burned dangerously. (laughs) But when you do it and you get through it and it's like, oh my gosh, it's this incredible rush and, and you have so much more faith and confidence. So that's what I'm getting is happening with people. People are facing their fear by literally walking through it. And then there's this catharsis that will happen when this heals and shifts. Most people will be fine. There may be some things that have been taken away, but it's for something that they can then build and grow. Um, so if we can really reframe it in terms of what is what is their that this is teaching me, showing me, asking me to be, um, then I think it will be a lot easier for people. Yeah. And I, I think if, had you asked me like eight years ago, how I'd be feeling now before I got sober and changed my life around, I would have been just absolutely paranoid and, and also playing the victim because right. it, it was very easy for me. And there are still times where it is easy, where I get into that victim mode and I'm, I feel yeah. sort of, and I start to panic and do things that, aren't really me. And, um, you know, I see that happening to a lot of people. It's kind of turning into all about them now. And I think, you know, putting that outwards and trying to help people and do almost a greater good now 
is can really help you. I completely agree. And one of the things I'll say about being in that kind of victim mentality, um, and I was there and I had to really pull myself out of it when I went through my divorce and the recession and everything. So I totally understand. But is that I feel like being a victim is easy in the short term. Mm-hmm. Kind of comforting in the short term because you can just say, this isn't my fault, this is happening. But in the long term, it's actually it's actually harder and it's very disempowering. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're stepping into honoring your peace and something, it's harder at first because you have to acknowledge, oh, there's a part, there's something here that is, you know, being co-created by me. I'm not saying we, we create everything, but I really right. do believe we're co-creating, meaning the universe is communicating with us, you know, other people and ourselves. We're a part of that. Uh, but then in the longer term, it's so empowering because it's like, oh, I created this, but I can also shift and create, you know, something different if I don't like this. Yeah. And so, and, and that's why tuning into your intuition and getting your guidance is so important because when we're only operating like logically, analytically, we're missing the piece of like, what's coming, what are we being guided for? And, and then we're, we're missing the boat. Um, we're usually getting into situations that are causing us more struggle, more pain. And it's also, like I said, it's just, it's not accurate because I, I see from my perspective as a psychic, just how powerful we are in terms of creating and then also reacting the choices that we make to react to whatever it is that's happening are huge in terms of the outcome. So a lot of people right now are in financial fear and I'm like, look that, you know, I understand, but at the same time, there are people that are doing well. And if you can shift your, you know, your approach, your livelihood, your whatever, you know, then you can as well. So since this happened, I have not seen a decline in my work, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I, I just want people to know that that's, it's possible. Like you don't have to just assume that everyone's in a bad place and things are, you know, uh, going to continue to go downwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in reality, we're all in the same boat in terms of yeah. we're one world, we're handling this together. It's how we choose to respond to it. And I finally realized that eight years ago that I have a choice. I can right. sit in my head and I can think all these terrible things or I can say, okay, if I don't know how, I'm going to ask somebody how they're getting out of their head or how they're managing to stay positive. And even that, just being able to reach out and say, I need help. I don't know how to get out of this right now. That's so important. And I think, you know, it's so great now with podcasts and YouTube and things like that, because feed your mind with whatever it is that feels good and is positive. There's a lot of fear-based messaging stuff right now. I think it's important to know what's happening to a degree, but at the same time, don't watch the news 24 seven, you know, listen to inspirational podcasts, um, start something new, be creative. And, you know, maybe this is a great time to start an online business doing almost anything. Like, you know, there's so many things I keep thinking of like, Oh, there's such a need for this. Like, like someone to teach someone, how do I grow vegetables or, you know, salad fixings in my (laughs) small apartment or whatever, you know, because uh, yeah, food supply chains are not great. You know, uh, you know, maybe manufacturing, um, natural hand sanitizer. I mean, there's so many things that, you know, that we each could do. And so rather than thinking about what is, what are the limitations? Like, what are the opportunities that have also just opened up now that maybe weren't there before? Maybe if you're a hairstylist, you can start doing, you know, uh, home haircutting tutorials. Or something. I mean, like, there's so much that we could do if we think about it creatively. 
Yeah. And, you know, maybe you and I can collaborate. We'll do a top 100 things that you could start right now and just send it out to the world. And here's totally. a list, just go and pick. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And and the other thing I would say is just because other people are doing it doesn't mean you can't, you know, and that we each have our, our circle, our group, and, you know, no one else is going to touch and reach those same people that we are. So even if you think, oh, that's already being done or whatever, I just, I just don't agree with that. I mean, certainly like uh, there are certain people like, thank goodness Picasso became an artist or Shakespeare was a writer or, you know, like, yeah. you know, we all have a unique voice and perspective and circle and things to share. So just because you feel like other people are doing it, don't let that stop you. Yeah, I agree. I felt that way about podcasting when I heard first that they're like, well, 80% of podcasters only get this many downloads. And I was like, why am I doing this then? But actually, it was our mutual friend, Allison, that's like, you know what? You only have your story, right? No one yeah. else has your exact story. So you need to share that. You need to have a voice. And I was like, okay. And, and I'm yeah. not doing this for the downloads. I'm doing it to hope that maybe I reach a few people that decide, oh, yeah, I can change too. Absolutely. And the other thing I find with, with podcasting, I think is so interesting is people really get caught up in those numbers. And it's like, yeah. can you imagine if those were people that were, you were talking to in a live audience? Oh my gosh, I had a hundred people that listened to me. But what if that was like a hundred, you were talking in front of an audience of a hundred. That's a lot. That's I would be freaking of, out. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a lot of people. So it's important to not get caught up in that. And also that, you know, even touching one life, I think is so powerful. And mm -hmm. in terms of podcasting, I'm like, I, um, I just did a free webinar on how to launch a podcast. If you, if you want to watch that for free, feel free to email me bookings at laurapowers.net. But you know, there's still not that many podcasts. A lot of people think, Oh, it's too late. There's so many podcasts. It's like not true. I was just at Podfest where one of the stats they gave um, in the state of podcasting was right now there's a, in the iTunes store, which is where like say 60 to 70% of all podcast listens still come from the iTunes slash Apple podcast. There are only, about 250,000 active podcasts, period. And, and the active means a podcast that was released within the last 90 days and has 10 or more episodes. Wow. So it's still a really small playing field, guys, when you compare that to blogs where there's like 600 million blogs. So blogging can be great, but you know, in terms of like your ability to reach an audience, you know, more audience to your sort of return on investment, you know, effort, I think podcasting is still really the way to go. I would agree. And you meet amazing people. I mean, that's you probably do. my favorite part of this is getting to talk to people like yourself and yeah. just the people that I've met. And I actually feel like I know they're friends, you know, yes. that's incredible. It's an amazing feeling. Absolutely. I feel the same. I, I've built incredible relationships and I, you know, also regularly get clients from my podcast um, because it's such a wonderful way to put, put it out there. People hear about you. They start to feel like they know you. Uh, and it's really powerful. So, I, you know, if you don't know um, much about my background, I've done a lot of big media. So I've been on, you know, major television shows where every time I was on a show, you know, that segment might have 2 million views. Um, so I mean, reaching a lot of people, I've been on Will Ferrell's podcast, the Ron Burgundy podcast, you know, I've done some pretty major stuff, but what's fascinating about that is it's all, that's all great for, you know, what it does in terms of, um, you know, social proof and credibility, but I will frequently have way more clients that book on from appearing on like a very small podcast. Right. And so don't, you know, dismiss a podcast your own or someone else's because it's small, because that doesn't mean that it's not going to be really impactful. Yeah. And that's how I feel right now. I mean, just getting to meet the people that I have and getting the help that I have is just, 
it's worth it. It's hundred percent worth it. So yeah, definitely go after what you want. Um, we're going to put all the links. So I have to make sure I get all these links because I wrote yeah. some of them down here so we can Great. pass that on to my listeners. But um, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? Okay, I'm going to share that. But can I share one quick manifesto? Yes, absolutely. I would love that. We were just talking about this right before the show started. And I just thought it was really fun because when you get to be a good manifester, things just pop in. You don't even, it's like, it feels like you don't even have to try. So <laughs> so I've been getting the message for a bit to paint. Um, so I used to do drawing when I was young. I won awards um, as a drawer and uh, wanted to paint and uh, just bought some supplies. I haven't even started yet. And a client reached out to me and commissions an angel painting. <laughs> Like I hadn't even said told anyone I was doing it. So when you get, when you practice it, like it's amazing what you can manifest is things just coming in and it just feels like you don't even have to try, you know? So yeah. just be open to this, start doing it as a muscle and it just, you know, then it just gets easier and way more fun. Uh, but yeah, people want to connect with me. Um, my work related to the psychic field is at healingpowers.net. So my name is Laura Powers. So it's tied in with that. Also the same name as the podcast, Healing Powers Podcast. I'm also on, you know, social media. Uh, it's Healing Powers at Facebook, on Instagram, and newly just started TikTok. It's Laura Powers. 44. Good for you. Sorry, yeah. can you repeat that? Because I interrupted. <laughs> no problem. It's Laura Powers, which is L-A-U-R-A. And then, you know, Powers, the word 44, the number. But yeah, it's TikTok is super fun. So I'm just, just getting on that and learning and exploring. And then if you want to email me, feel free to do that. It's bookings at laurapowers.net. Well, thank you so much for being my, on my show. I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure and I'm excited for everything that you're creating as well. And I just, yeah, I do really feel so many good things coming out of this. So I'm sending lots of, uh, you know, love and support to everyone. And I really encourage everyone to ask their angels for help because they're amazing and they can make things so much easier if you just ask. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. I absolutely love what I do for that very reason. Thank you, Laura, so much for being on the show. And, you know, make sure you reach out, make sure you go show her some love and go and listen to her show and rate and review it if you haven't already. But I think um, it's just the, the stuff I'm learning from the guests I have on the show has been so valuable. I believe in, you know, this forever learning process where I just take all this information, I add it to my tools. So when I need it one day, it comes in handy. And again, if you need some help coaching, I am offering coaching now. So you can head on over to my website, www.theroadtohealth.me, and I'm happy to help. And also my new course, Create Your Roadmap, is available for a limited amount of people. I will be uh, opening it up eventually, but um, we're just going to take a few focused people through. You'll get the VIP membership for that is typically $297, but I'm giving it away for $47 US. So if you would like to be a part of that, make sure you sign up soon. You can either find it on Instagram, which is the Road to Health PC as in podcast, or you can join the Facebook group the Road to Health podcast and check it out there. There will be links if it's still available, but I look forward to our next episode. I've got a couple great interviews coming up again next week. And until next time, guys, stay safe out there. 
That wraps up another episode of the Road to Health podcast, where my goal is to provide you with content that not only inspires you, but also provides information and strategies that you can use to implement in your own journey. I know from experience, it can be super hard to make healthy lifestyle changes that actually stick. I've worked with people to help them define their goals and identify the roadblocks that stop them from achieving them. If you would like to take advantage of a free 30-minute call to figure out how to achieve your goals, visit my website today at www.theroadtohealth.me. When you're there, make sure you download the latest copy of my five tips to staying positive while working from home. And until next time, be safe and healthy.